0: may i offer you an egg in these trying times welcome to episode two of the analog sticks podcast and this week we're talking about a forgotten sega gem billy hatcher and the giant egg let's go let's go on into episode two of the analog sticks podcast if you're a returning listener thank you very much for listening to the first episode and then also the second one i appreciate you thank very you, much thank you guys yeah thank you you guys are making this more worth doing than it already is but yeah anyways my name's rusty i'm joined as always by my co-host cody how are you doing today good sir Hello, I'm doing alright. How about you? That's good to hear. I'm doing pretty good. I had some dental work this week. I heard about that. You got a whole tooth taken out? Yeah, it had been broken for five and a half years. Um, no big deal. The top half came out on its own, kind of with my assistance. And then the dentist was like, hey, we gotta take out that bottom half because it's gonna get infected. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, and that cost a lot of money. But now I'm missing a tooth and I'm on a soft foods diet. But... In the meantime, I was actually on another diet and I lost like fifteen
1: pounds, so that's cool. I was talking about us cracking open a beer for this, but he mentioned that he can't have anything carbonated right now. Yeah, so just some good old water
0: for now. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It'd be nice to have a beer, maybe next week. Who knows? We'll see. But yeah, how? how what have you been up to? What's What's life? Been, how's life been treating you? Uh,
1: just getting ready for classes again in August. I've been working at Target a little bit. Gosh, yesterday really sucked, though, because um, our guy who does deliveries to people outside, because you know, Target does that now, um, he just left. Like, didn't say anything in to the anyone. middle of the
0: day? Yeah,
1: yeah, he just left. <laughs> and so, like, 10 or 15 minutes later, I'm at the check lanes, and they're like, Cody, we need you to come over here and do this, uh, you know, do the drive-ups. And I look, and there's like four or five people who've been waiting for over 10 minutes, Mind you, our standard is supposed to be like two minutes. So it was just me for a good hour, and I had to just rush <laughs> like nothing and it's else like to get those a million up. degrees outside too. That can't be a
0: comfortable feeling. Oh, it is so hot right now. I hate it. Yeah, I work outside. I just embrace the fact that I'm gonna sweat all day, drink like a gallon of water, it's no big deal. Lately my diet's been a gallon of water, a banana, and an egg. And speaking of eggs, Today, we're going to talk a lot about eggs with Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg. This is a game developed by Sonic Team from Sega in 2003, exclusively for the Nintendo GameCube. And it is indeed a game that exists. Cody, what are your first thoughts on Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg? Before you even played it, what were were your thoughts? Before I even played it, um, I didn't realize it
1: was going to be so goofy. When, When I just heard Billy Hatcher... I I guess my mind went to, like, Hatchet, and so Mm. I thought it would be, I don't know, I thought Billy Hatcher was supposed to be some kind of crazy or cool character. Um, And he's a boy in a chicken suit. (laughs) He's a boy in a chicken suit. That's literally what he was. So, as soon as I saw the game, I was, uh, I actually had high hopes, though. You look at it, and it looks like a classic
0: GameCube-era game, you know? Speaking of it being a classic GameCube-era game, it does have a classic GameCube-era story as well that's very basic. But nonetheless, I have prepared one of my burns for you. Are you ready? Oh yeah, as always. Here we go. Our journey begins just like spring break with a bunch of chicks on a beach. But there are no bikinis here, just a bunch of cocks. But wait, are those the Rolling Stones or the Counting Crows? As the blackbirds fly through the sky in painted black. Then, just like any good stoner, Billy overslept his alarm, then rushes out of the house to meet his friends. But just as they try to start an intervention, like any good 2am heart-to-heart, some chick stumbles into the group and passes out. But Chivalry's not dead as Billy saves the chick from a crow, and of all of a sudden the crew is teleported to <clears throat> Morningland, World of the Chickens. And Billy, now equipped with the legendary chicken suit that protects from all perils, receives a message from many funny God of the chickens who watches over all of Morningland. No jokes there, it's literally just that, that ridiculous. Anyways, what's this? Hello, darkness, my old friend. Those damn birds are trying to bring eternal night and darkness to Morningland. Now, much like any wreck day at a retirement home, we must go to every area of the world and get the six elders to come out of their shells, and going back to bring morning back to Morningland. After a run through the jungle, setting sail with Captain Jack, strolling through Jurassic Park, letting it go into Blizzard Castle, joining some friends at Cirque du Soleil, then having been through the desert on a horse with no name, we're off to the giant palace to take down Edgar Allan Poe's fight-milk-filled monstrosity and save the legendary giant egg. Incredible. Yep. That is the story that is indeed the story before we really go into the story though i know i just did the whole burn this is probably going to be terrible but i i need to address the audio design oh yeah that's what that's the first thing that hits you when you boot up this game i mean i first boot up the game first of all the title theme attacks you it is very (laughs) aggressive it's like da 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 and there's a like, there's so much going on on the title screen but at first it actually reminded me of like Monkey Ball audio which is another Sega game so that makes a lot of sense and the theme song i mean it can be a little catchy but it gets annoying fast it's um it's like a
1: japanese chorus of school children singing it
0: and they spell out billy hatcher and i swear to god they're missing one of the letters but i, I can't remember i'm just i just <laughs> listened to it once and i'm like this just doesn't sound good it's it's pretty bad <laughs> aside from the theme song though most of the music's actually pretty good like that's the only one that really got under my skin most of it was either yeah. unbothering or no good a- after the theme song i was
1: surprised by how good the music and a lot of the sound too was just pretty good
0: overall i think i will say though billy's audio's kind of annoying it gets annoying fast he's got like the same sound effect for every move you do and I spam the charge move a lot to go faster, and he just screams when you do the charge move. <laughs> he's like ah ah, and that gets really annoying. In case you couldn't tell by me doing it twice, but yeah, and then he also he always says good morning when you get an emblem. We'll get into the good morning. Emblem. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's the little jingle's nice, but then he it's like do 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 good morning, and it's 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 pretty bad. Um, <laughs> did you get to use headphones when you were playing? I did. I actually okay. had my Bluetooth headphones going when I was connected to my um, my Wii that I was playing the game on with a GameCube controller. <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: glad I wore them, because out of anything in the music, it's the bassist who's just going ham the entire time. I didn't it's catch a pleasure that. to listen to.
0: I actually didn't pick that up at all.
1: Uh, <laughs> if you guys ever, if this convinces you to try out the game, you just gotta listen for that. I mean, the guy's just
0: nonstop. Well, I still have to record the footage to go in the background of the YouTube portion of this podcast. Speaking of, if you're on YouTube, subscribe, throwing that out there. Um, I'm going to check that out, though. That's got to be pretty interesting. Um, as far as the other characters go, I said I told you Billy's lines drove me nuts. Um, you get to play as the other characters once you rescue them in their missions. And their oh. audio is less annoying. At least Rolly's. Hers was actually pretty good. Um, also, with the title theme, though... In the final boss fight, there's this dramatic suspense music. It's actually pretty neat. It feels like a final boss fight. But then you get the power of the gods in your possession or whatever. And now the title theme is playing in the background of this epic scene. And it's, uh, it's, it's supposed to be like angelic voices. But it's just like, it made it feel so much less serious than it was. And it really took away from that moment, in my opinion. But then once you do beat the game, you get the title theme again. But now it's actually like, well sung by not japanese school children and it was actually somewhat enjoyable
1: i didn't quite beat the game so there's some experiences that you got that i didn't quite get to have
0: i'll do my best to share them with you and any of you listening out there so i hope you enjoy um but with that being said let's get into the actual story my burn pretty much sums it up you basically go to every area free the elder beat the boss move on collect 25 emblems win the game and Um, the plot does sound as
1: I mean, it is as crazy as it sounds. You're, there's Morningland, everything is
0: chicken-themed, you're wearing a chicken suit the entire time, and so are your friends. And just eggs everywhere. You push around eggs, that's the main mechanic of the game. It's just, you get an egg, you push it, you grow it, you can hatch Mm -hmm. it, you hit enemies with it, roll over them. Honestly, it's got that, uh, that kind of feel of, what is it, Katamari?
1: Yeah, it feels, so I, I looked it up when we were on the way over here, and Katamari came out a year after this game so really billy hatcher was a pioneer in the genre of rolling things around
0: yeah and and he is pretty good at it too he rolls those eggs around like it's nothing granted it's a game mechanic but still um as for the actual level design and the worlds that you go through um they are sandboxes kind of like mario 64 mario sunshine any of those other kinds of games however i don't think they were that well designed they're kind of uh little too separated and you never get that nice overview shot where you can really soak in the landscape that you're in but it's still nice to have sandboxes um so the sandboxes it it was a
1: sandbox in the loosest sense uh there were always you never have that overview like you said and so every single path you're on is closed in and winding there's always these walls and it seems it almost feels random what is closed off and what's open to you, depending on what level of the world yeah,
0: you're Yeah, well, on. depending on what mission you're doing, mm-hmm. they set they set it up to where it's almost linear, but it's just linear enough to where you can still get lost, is what I felt. Um, yeah. It, it was honestly, it wasn't a bad experience with the level design. I just think it had much more potential. They could have just put a tower in every level. That's one thing with the Mario games. I really enjoyed is when you get to the top of Womp's Fortress and you can look down and see Mm -hmm. the whole world or bob Bomb's Battlefield and Mario 64 there. It's just a really cool feeling to see, oh, I've been through all of this, and you can kind of pick stuff up like that. But there are some race missions out there where you have to race other characters, and you can't even see the goal from the beginning. You have no clue where you're going. What I found with those is you have to essentially follow them to the objective and then lose the life and try again. And that was infuriating.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of arrows pointing around that
0: just telling you where to go. Yeah, but it's it's still it's a mess. Um, as for the actual worlds themselves, we can dive into that a little bit. Um, the first one is the forest village. Um, how would you describe the forest village?
1: It's it's like
0: the Green Hill Zone
1: of this game. It's nice and cheery. Um, everything is pretty easy in it, uh, unless you get to the later missions. Um, but overall, I like it. I, really yeah, I mean,
0: it's a forest-themed town. It's kind of a stereotypical video game thing now. It's the happy, cheery mm-hmm. place where everything's right. Um, so you can go through here, you rescue the Elder. It's pretty straightforward. It really wasn't that hard to rescue this Elder. And then once you do, you go to the second miss it, mission, which is where you face the boss. Every world follows that same kind of structure there. And the mm-hmm. boss here was the Era Gecko, Era Gecko. This boss is a pushover, which you expect from a first boss, but it's like... It's rough. I mean, all he does is shrink down, hide in the grass, you get to hit him, and then he gets big and flails around, and you just wail on him. I didn't even realize he was the boss. He, <laughs> I mean, he's just... He's as hard as a normal enemy. And that he's smaller in stature and less impressive than some of the actual enemies. I don't know if you see any of the bees in the forest village, but the bees are much more daunting than oh, yeah. the era gecko.
1: Also, when they say village... There's only like two or three buildings, right? Uh,
0: yeah, I believe so. I mean, again, it's that same thing where you never really get a good grasp of the area you're in, but it definitely did not feel large. Anyways, after you do that, there's a few other missions. We'll touch on those in a little bit here. But then you go to Pirate Island, which is literally just beaches with pirate ships everywhere. and It's awesome. It, it's a pretty cool aesthetic. I actually do like the theme that they're going for here. Um, I couldn't find this boss's name, but after you rescue the elder, you do face the boss and he's essentially a pirate whale. Is that a fair is that a fair statement there
1: Man, of all the bosses, that one has has slipped through my mental cracks. I
0: have no memory of him <laughs> so he's essentially a pirate pirate whale with a musket and he shoots water at you and they come in little circles. If you don't get hit by the water, sometimes he tries to shoot you directly as well. Then he'll jump in and do like Shamu and jump out, but he lands... He tries to smush you, but he's very easy to avoid. And when he misses, you can just hit him. It really isn't that hard. I do remember him. Yeah. That was... Yeah,
1: that was a really easy boss. Kind of forgettable,
0: in my opinion. I feel like most of the bosses... Most of the bosses were pretty easy. But once you get him taken care of, again, there's some other missions here we'll touch on in a little bit. More so when we get to the actual world design and whatnot. But then you go to world three, which is Dino Village, which is just lava, bones, and rocks. (laughs) And you do the same thing. You free the Elder. This one was a little tougher than the first two. After that, you get to do the boss fight, which is three bone dinosaurs. Which Um, is
1: kind of a bullshit boss fight.
0: Yeah, a little bit. This is the first time... Was this the first time you were required to... No, this wasn't the first time you were required to use an animal buddy... We'll get into them in a little bit, but those are essentially creatures you can hatch from certain eggs that can help you in certain ways. And with the, dino, the, the bone dinosaurs, you have to use the water animal buddy to extinguish the flames. And then you get to go to the actual boss fight, which mm-hmm. is kind of just an alligator dude in a dinosaur head. Yeah, and this dinosaur
1: would... Uh, he, he only had like two attacks, right? Yeah. He would run around, throw meteors that could land on you which you can't really avoid. There aren't shadows telling you where they go. All the eggs are going to get smashed. I tried avoiding them, and you could sometimes... It felt luck-based, though. Yeah, I I realized that you're not supposed to save the egg. That's yeah. the trick. So the, the guy riding the dinosaur skeleton, after the meteors, the skeleton chomps at you and gets stuck, so he hops off and tries to attack you. And then he has to get rid of... The rocks that the dinosaur threw, just so he can get back to it. And so the trick, what I figured out, was you destroy, you destroy the rocks before he can, and then it gives you a window to attack him even more. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, he's he's kind of a pushover as well. Uh, another thing that this boss does is they send a giant wave of fire that never hit me, even though I felt like it should have hit me a couple times. I don't know if you had the same experience with the giant firewall. I feel like
1: it was misprogrammed or something. I don't yeah. know if that was just me but yeah the wall of fire never damaged me i didn't even it never
0: registered yeah so this boss was actually pretty easy as well but after this we go to the blizzard castle and for a second i just want to say i feel like the difficulty curve here was just insane it went from Mm -hmm. kind of pushover easy to why is this so hard like quickly it was it almost felt unfair (laughs) it was oh
1: gosh that's the first thing i brought up with with russ once we got back together um the that that difficulty curve just was way too steep
0: yeah i mean you're in this one rescuing the elder just felt so much more difficult they send you down essentially ramps that you have to like parkour off of and all that stuff Mm -hmm. you're constantly like in a ragdoll rolling state down these ramps at the mercy of the slope.
1: And then once you get to the bottom, you're still in this ragdoll mode that you have to get out of, but as soon as the ramp lands you, there's these enemies that will insta-kill the egg that you have
0: that you're trying to a- hatch. Yeah. and the golden egg in every level only has like one hit, and it's, ugh, it's the most frustrating thing when it breaks, but it shouldn't. Oh, can we bring up the life system now? Oh, yeah, no, that's something I really want to touch on, though. There is a life system in this game. Mm-hmm. If your egg breaks, you lose a life. If you fall off the edge, you lose a life. If you die, you lose a life. You only get five lives. Yep. If you game over, it sends you back to the title screen with the music there mocking you. You have to go back in and restart the level from the very beginning. So like, if your egg breaks when you have three, four, five lives, whatever it is, you just respawn right by the egg and start that section over again. The game really punishes you with that title
1: screen. It's oh, like God. anytime I hear it now, I'm gonna subconsciously think I did something wrong. I,
0: I lost. This is it. <laughs> it's game over. No, but uh, if you game over with the egg, it starts to level all over. You have to platform back to the egg and then try again. And with the Blizzard Castle, it's just so frustrating because you're right there at the enemies, and it. it you once you finally do do that you get the satisfaction of facing another easy boss for some reason. The platforming in the Blizzard castle was much harder than the boss fight or any of the combat, really. The combat in this game, while it's well-designed, I feel it is pretty easy. Um, In
1: this level, the, the Blizzard level also starts bringing in more egg rails. And the rails are probably one of the most jankiest design things ever. You it, just It's tough. You don't even get onto them half the time. It's like 50-50 if your egg will attach.
0: What I've found is you have to jump onto it towards the left side of the rail. <laughs> if you go towards <laughs> the right side, you're going to fall through. Mm-hmm. If you try to roll onto it, your egg's probably just going to fall through. And Especially if you're using the golden yes. egg, that takes a life. And it's so frustrating. (laughs) But once you do get done with the uh, Golden Egg mission in the Blizzard Castle, you get to face the boss. Um, There's a lot of platforming to get to the boss. Then you have to put out the snow machines with the fire animal buddy. And then you get another pushover. It's an ice walrus. He is green. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) He throws ice balls at you, then slides across the ice and tries to hit you. Um, But if you dodge him, then you can just simply... That's your opening. You just hit him a bunch of times. Rinse and repeat. It doesn't get that much harder as it goes. It was a pretty easy fight.
1: Yeah, I so this is where I ended up not getting any further. I went back to some other levels and got extra, um, you know, end of the mission tokens or whatever. Um, the rest of the levels beyond the Blizzard one... Do they all have that setup of there's three things you have to shut down in order to get to the boss?
0: I believe that was the last one, because after the... (laughs) So just those two levels? World 3 and World 4 both have... You have to get these three things, and then you can open the dark portal, and it's just the only two, because when you go to Circus Park, which is the woods holding up Circus, basically, it's a neat little area there. Um, It's more of the very annoying platforming, more rails, and there's a mechanic in the circus park with rails where there's essentially you're on a platform floating in the air there's a wall with a door you can fit through the egg cannot so you oh, have to no. put the egg on the rail go through the door catch the egg and then you have to do it again immediately after and directly on the other side of this wall is a spinning penguin enemy who will one shot your egg like i i it killed me so many times before i realized you just have to dash past him and move on but uh the doors are also janky. The rails, we've already covered, are very janky. I've found it's best just to jump on them and roll. Um, it's so much easier than trying to do the whole thing with the doors. Anytime there's railings and it wants you to let go of your egg, I suggest you don't, because it's a lot harder to do it that way. But you do finally get through that. Then you get to face the boss. This boss was a little more well-designed, I would say. There were some interesting mechanics in it. Mm-hmm. Essentially a symbol monkey with a bunch of funhouse mirrors. He throws juggling ball bombs at you and then goes into a mirror almost like phantom ganon from ocarina of time uh with zelda where he's in the paintings and you got to figure out which one he's in except it's not hard to figure out which one he's in because you can see him (laughs) um and then you just break that mirror and he falls down that's your opening then more juggling balls rinse and repeat it's well designed but still a little too easy for my liking um so that one wasn't too difficult the platforming to get to him though drove me absolutely insane same thing with the sand ruins there um, This is a desert theme with your pyramids, almost like the Mario 64 desert level. Mm-hmm. Um, you rescue the Elder, of course, and there's a lot of platforming in this one. And then the boss for this one. It took me probably 15, 20 lives to get to the boss, which drove me absolutely insane. Because you have to navigate through essentially every part of the pyramid, and you're going underground, and I think this was the level where you have to make the sand go up, and i just kept dying i mean granted i might just be bad at the game but it didn't always feel fair when i was dying and then this boss is just a crow who spawns shadows of all the other bosses and then gets tired he'll also spawn copies of himself which i was kind of bad at avoiding because they just like swing at you but he wasn't hard either got through that and then once you have 25 emblems of courage which are the equivalent of mario 64 stars you can get you can go back into the sand ruins And prove you have enough courage to get to the giant palace, which is the last world. And once you do that, you do a little puzzle with crows. The elder tells you a riddle. It's really not hard. You just hit a switch until they face each Mm -hmm. other. Um, And then you go through into the giant palace, which is a very well designed level. I think it may honestly be the most well designed of the whole group. And you get to Mm -hmm. face the giant raven, the dark raven king, which was probably one of the best not probably it is the best boss fight in the game but it is muddled down by a good bit of jank so essentially what he does is he spawns poison circle pools on the floor and you have to roll your egg through the whole pool and clear it like 100 there's no margin for error here and you're on a timer as well if you do it though when he goes to explode the pool or whatever because that's how this works you can then hit him until he decides he wants to get up after that he also throws homing crystals at you. They're very annoying, but you can get them to hit him and it creates an opening there. Rinse and repeat till you get the health bar all the way down. But what's this? He breaks open the legendary giant egg that they tell you about three times before you get to this part. Oh yeah, I remember. It it took like
1: it was like three or four worlds in where one of the elders that you rescue is just like, "Oh, let me let me let me tell you a little secret." There's a big egg that the crow is trying to hatch now. You better not let that happen. It can grant you anything you
0: want. Cuz oh, you I know didn't, that's not know a that crow. Part. Yeah, That's they tell every elder tells you just like another line of story information and it's, <laughs> it's pretty bad. At first it's like, "Oh no, the crows are trying to make it night." And then it's like, "There's more than just a crow. There's the great crow." And then it's like like oh giant egg the giant egg is powerful and it's it's pretty bad honestly the story is very bare bones but long story short you're facing the raven king (laughs) yeah as you go it's like the story
1: the stakes get higher and higher every person you rescue is just like there's
0: a that's happening but yeah the last few are just like oh but the giant egg you're gonna have to do this there's a riddle about it i don't know the riddle next teller's like okay here's the riddle (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty it's pretty bad but then you you can once you do beat the raven king in his first phase then he breaks the giant egg and he uses it to become a crow made of poison gas just just to straight up like he looks like a bird made of giant gas but he's huge and in this phase he charges at you like sweeping If you've played Wind Waker, almost like the Helmaroc King does, where he flies down real low and tries to clip you that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not hard to avoid, Um, but then also he sends energy balls at you, which are also not hard to avoid, but the kicker here is that he has to hit you once, and when he hits you, he takes away your magical chicken suit. Oh no! And then you have to avoid, you have to stay alive as Billy for a little bit, and then the god of the chickens is like, hey, you have courage, here's your suit back, catch his energy balls and throw them back at him. So you avoid the claw attacks, he has more crystal attacks, these ones aren't homing, they just kind of shoot down. Um, And then you do catch his energy balls, throw them back at him, and then he becomes a purple blob with a heart inside it, and then you just get an egg and whale on him, rinse and repeat. It wasn't that hard of a fight. The story's very bare bones. The bosses are pretty bare bones, but somehow I still love this game. I don't know if it's the animal buddies, the just everything else about it but it plays pretty well outside of the janky parts like we were saying
1: yeah there's there's a lot that we complained about and i think there is a lot to criticize but overall it was a pretty good time
0: playing it like i would say i recommend this game but you have to go into it with a mindset that you're going to need some patience because there is some times where it doesn't feel fair
1: and if you're a little bit older and you're used to how games used to be around gamecube and n64 it'll feel pretty familiar i think a lot of a lot of what we don't like about it is just that it didn't age too well.
0: Mhm. Exactly. Like, there's that little bit of jank. I feel like a remaster could really do it some justice, even though it'll probably never happen. Mm-hmm. It's been 20 oh, years man. now. If,
1: so if they remastered it and they took away the lives system, like the five lives, and, you know, just fixed up some of the general mechanics, I would totally get that.
0: Oh, you yeah, know, most definitely. If it was put on the Switch without the lives system and they fix up anything that's really just janky, make mm-hmm. it look a little prettier, I would be ecstatic. But as far as the game goes, I'd say it controls really well. Most games around this time, um, surprisingly, not most Sega games, if you played Sonic Adventure, you know that. Um, <laughs> this controls pretty well. I mean, it's simple enough, though. You get a set of moves. Billy, by himself, is pretty bare-bones. He can jump. He can hatch mm-hmm. eggs. He can use the animal buddy powers. But once you get yourself your hands on an egg your grubby little fingers on one of these eggs lying around the world the world your moveset expands crazily yeah. I'll,
1: I'll give you a little quick explainer on, on how these eggs work you get these little eggs in a nest for some reason you they're start about the size of
0: billy when you say little yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> um well they're little compared to what they get to you have to roll over fruit floating in little bubbles and that puts the fruit in the egg and then the egg grows
0: <laughs> that's a great explanation and once it gets to the max size you can hatch it
1: yeah and um, and then depending on the color of the egg and the pattern there's different uh power-ups or little animal buddies that you can get from it that'll
0: help you yeah and speaking on those animal buddies there's a few different types of them um they <laughs> all do different stuff yes there's the fire ones who shoot fire um the first one you get is cypher he's like a, a orange flying a red and orange flying rhinoceros um there's the water ones the first one you get is clippin', he's a penguin with a scarf um, you can get Reki. He's the lightning yellow mm-hmm. dragon monkey thing. Let's skip um, this
1: guy. I want to save him for life. <laughs> okay,
0: we'll skip the ice one for now. But there's an ice one. Um, <laughs> then you can get Pelawan. He's kind of like a dog and a pelican, and he controls wind. And mm-hmm. then there's Runny, who turns your eggs steel. <laughs> um, and he's an orange turtle bear hybrid. And then Ravish is the controls light. He shoots light. He's a rabbit and a bird. And then there's one Cody really wants to touch on here.
1: I just, I love this guy's name. You have all these cool... I mean, I'm going to read down
0: this list again. You have Cypher, Clippin, Mm -hmm. Wrecky, Pelowan, Runny, Ravish. Kind of sounds like Pokemon species. And then you got my boy, Richie. (laughs) Richie is a purple seal and a hedgehog hybrid who has ice powers. And they're all just named Richie. (laughs) Yeah, so
1: there's tons of these animals that you hatch throughout the game. But they're all labeled with this one name, so like, any time you get the purple seal, he's Richie.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's, pretty, it's <laughs> honestly what this makes me this makes me feel like when you're playing a Pokemon game and you don't name any of the Pokemon. So you have Pikachu, you have Charizard, you have all these other Pokemon. You got a Meowth in there, Pikachu and then again. and yeah, and then there's the one you traded your friend for named like Linus. <laughs> so you have <laughs> yeah. like. Pikachu, Meowth, Charizard, Linus, and Torterra. I don't know. (laughs) But that's kind of how this feels. Honestly, they do play pretty well. They're not necessary. One thing I do like is when you roll over them, they do like a little (laughs) smush vanity. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of funny. Yeah, they go, whoop and these animal buddies will follow
1: you so closely that you're gonna run them over constantly oh yeah especially if you're trying to like run in a circle
0: to get a fruit or something you're just gonna hit them like three or four times
1: so that's one fun thing too the way this combat works is anytime your egg touches an enemy they get damage so what you can do
0: is just run around in tight circles and keep hitting (laughs) a guy over and over and over and I mean, there's more moves than just that. It's not just Katamari where you're just rolling onto stuff and hoping for the best. There's an egg toss. You can press B and you like throw your egg forward and it comes back kind of like a boomerang. Mm-hmm. You have a dash move with R that is the same thing as rolling, but it's faster and convenient. Um, you have a jump. And if you tap in the middle, tap A in the middle of the jump, it bounces you down and you bounce back up in the air again. And if you hold it, you do like a ground pound with yeah. kind of the shockwave throughout. But um, they're
1: all rendered useless by the power of running around
0: in tight circles. Yes, precisely. <laughs> um, another thing I did find nifty, especially when you're fighting the B enemies, we'll get to them next. Um, when you jump in the air and press B, you like slam your egg into the ground in front of you. It's like, mm-hmm. like a 45 degree angle downwards, and that's pretty nifty. Also, if you press R in midair, you and your egg get hurled forward into a ragdoll rolling state. It's kind of useless. <laughs> but the controls do flow really well. Um, Like we were saying, you roll over the enemies, you throw your egg at them, charge them, slam them, whatever works, and then you crush eggs. You crush fruit to make your egg bigger, and the bigger your egg is, the more damage you deal. So once your egg gets maxed out, you have the dilemma, do I hatch it, potentially get an animal buddy or a power-up, or do I keep it and just do a bunch of damage by rolling in circles?
1: That's what I did. I I would never hatch my eggs, because it was easier for me just to have a big egg, and you can one-shot every enemy that comes through.
0: Yeah, personally, I would only ever hatch the eggs if it was cracked and about to break. Um, or if I needed an animal buddy from that particular mm-hmm. egg. That was the only time I really did it. Because there is a point system that means literally nothing. When you clear a level, it's like, oh, you got this many points for killing it, these enemies. It's the same as uh, the Sonic game. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean anything, but it's it's there. <laughs> so that exists. Yeah. Um, But also with those animal buddies, real quick, there's more than just the ones we named. There's some that you can ride, and you get more the more you play. There are these little tokens that they don't tell you about, but if you collect them, you get more variation in what you get. Um, Actually, there are some pretty neat ones in here. Um, I don't know if you ever got to see any of these Sega eggs.
1: Just with the
0: Sonic logo on them. (laughs) When you get to a certain point, there are the uh, Sonic logo eggs, and when you catch these, you get an Adventure Buddy... That is either sonic tails knuckles or a chow then you can also get capu capu from choo choo rocket a character named rappy from fantasy star or knights from knights and then there's also samba de amigo from samba de amigo and it's pretty cool <laughs> i only got one of them and it was a tails conveniently enough but it was still pretty cool and i'm like Oh, I got tails and egg game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
1: pretty. And weird. then Billy Hatcher. I think there's some Sonic games where he shows up as a cameo. Yeah, one
0: of the racing games or something like that. He's playable. There's. They tried to make him. Has a cameo, but she she has he has a cameo, cameo. in uh, Shadow the Hedgehog. I did not know that. <laughs> oh, that that seems out of place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, we want. I want to touch on the enemies real quick before we get too much farther. The enemy variation is not that much. And at first I thought they were doing enemy by area kind of deal. Because it's like the same enemies in the first world as the second world, but now they have pirate hats. But then I realized, oh, it's just the same enemies. You have your regular ones that are like tiny guys that roll around and pose no threat to you if you have an egg. Because they just roll over and they're done. You have bouncing variations of those to where you have to time it a little bit. They're just a little more difficult to deal with, but still not hard. Um, Then the tougher ones, you have like the big, I, I think they look like cats. And they run at you. They take multiple hits. They look like Big the Cat. Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) But they'll run at you with their arms up and then slam the ground, creating a big shockwave. And if you get hit with a shockwave, your egg is broken. You have to go find a new egg. But you can usually kind of defeat them before they get the chance to slam down, so it's not too big of a deal. Um, There are some spinny penguin boys who destroy your eggs very quickly. Those are the worst. They get dizzy after a little while, and you can defeat them before they spin again. There's some really annoying frogs that just stick their tongue out, but their tongue covers like a huge span, almost shaped like a baseball field. And if you touch their tongue, your egg breaks and you lose health. They suck. And then lastly, there's the bees, which in my opinion were the most annoying enemy because they see you get their stinger all pointed out and charge really fast towards you. And if they miss, they might just go back to doing what they were doing. And you got to do that whole thing again. But what you're waiting for is for them to go up in the air and try to smush you. And then they get stuck in the ground, and that's your chance to hit them. But they're very annoying.
1: Yeah, Maybe. you have to you have to coerce them into doing that move where they get stuck in the ground. Yes. Otherwise, they. I, I've had a situation where the bee would just chase me with its stinger for a good five minutes, and I couldn't get him to do in anything else. In the sand
0: else. ruins, there's a lot of those bees, and mm. they will drive you crazy. Just that same thing. Like you're saying, there's one, I think it's the first part of the boss level where you have to fight two bees after you take out a whole bunch of other enemies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you get one's attention. He charges you and then goes back to doing what he was doing. But now you're right there by the other one who's about to charge you. And then you go back towards the other guy that just left you alone. And now he's looking for you. And the other guy's going back to doing what he's doing. It's just kind of flawed enemy design there. I feel like could be fixed with like yeah. one line of code, but I don't code. So I don't know. <laughs>
1: there is uh, so there's one thing I really want to talk about with the enemies r- relating to the, to the whole game is in Billy Hatcher logic is is not a limiting factor at all. Oh yeah, no. So the crows are the enemy of this game. You know, all the bosses are I guess are crows, they're supposed to be. Yeah. The enemies despite they're all different creatures. They're yeah, they're crows. You kill them and, <laughs> and crows fly out of their dead corpses i suppose yeah
0: they explode into crows it doesn't make sense but i, I forgot to touch <laughs> on that it's kind of hilarious just everything that's bad it's a crow yeah because you're in the land of chickens and crows are bad they're apparently the foil to a chicken um, <laughs> but yeah that's kind of priceless there just 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 crows lots of crows
1: this game overall though as ridiculous as it can be it at least in the beginning it feels very self-aware like the game knows how crazy this plot is oh
0: yeah and i mean you see that when you talk to some of the npcs yeah I mean, there's not a whole bunch of them lying around and most of them are just little chicks or the elders for instance mm-hmm. but like you talk to like the first one and it's like ah we're, we're under attack by crows. get an egg quick <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and it's just they're, they all have some of them have useful stuff to say but most of them are just like i'm a chicken you have an egg help 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 and sometimes they do this thing with the dialogue where instead of spaces, they use exclamation points. And that yeah. kind of cracked me up. I thought it was a bug at first, but it happens a lot. In my head, I would read it as,
1: they were, as if they were yelling everything.
0: Oh, yeah. They're like, "Dad, you've got to save us. There's a crow on top of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, as far as NPCs goes, you have the chickens, the chicks. Then you have the elders. You got your enemies, of course. And mm-hmm. then you have your friends from that opening cutscene. The fourth level of every of World 2, 3, and 4, your friends also got chicken suits, but they weren't good at using them because they got kidnapped and tied oh, yeah. up next to a bomb. And it's a timer challenge. You have to rescue your friends. And when you do, you get another mission to do as them, but they control just like Billy, so it's kind of pointless. I, I want to touch up on
1: the very beginning again. We We mentioned it in the burner, but the beginning of the game is kind of crazy too. It really, <laughs> like... It's almost like they're in a rush to get you to just be playing it, cause you're with your friends, you're just Jay chilling, and what is it? The crows just steal you away and you wake up. Yeah, in morning no. So night? there's
0: there's a little chick that stumbles into the group and passes out, and Billy's holding a stick for some reason, and a crow goes to charge at this chick, and I guess Billy hits the crow with a the stick. They don't show that. It kind of just flashes black, but then the chick's like, "Ah, oh, you're you have courage. Welcome to Morningland." <laughs> now now play the game here's your suit here's the god go it's
1: like it's almost like the chicken um is trying to justify why you're the one to rescue them but really you're just the first guy that they found
0: oh most definitely you think they wanted the six-year-old kid who says every time he gets an emblem of courage I They're like, yelled. you have so much courage. You oh, hit goodness. a bird with a stick. Good job. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's probably just six and like, do you think I can hit that bird with that stick? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what every six-year-old boy does. Do you think I can hit that squirrel with this pine cone? I bet Billy
1: has no idea what's happening the whole time. Just oh, like us. Oh, he's
0: probably... I mean, right, they don't tell you what's happening. But he don't... Oh, <laughs> this is another thing. This is a little random. But whenever the guy... God... You never see many funny God of the Chickens. They just He just kind of talks down to you from the heavens. And Billy is like, ear up, hand next to ear, like, all right, I'm listening. Not in his head the whole time, no matter oh, yeah. how long this, you're looking at the This island. chicken
1: god is basically the in-game way of how they tell you what to do.
0: And it's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. But this game, honestly, if it wasn't for the railings and some other just general jank with it, I think this is a game worth playing. And I would love to see it get remastered, mm-hmm. though I never think it will. I wanna I wanna
1: talk a little bit about what I liked since we spent so much time about what was so odd about
0: Before it. we get into positives, I have a list of things that I just wanna complain about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was writing these down as I was going. The traveling yeah. mini game salesman is a character, he's another NPC who just kinda goes to the thing and he's like he goes to every world and he's like, Hey, there, I, I got a bunch of coins. If you can get all the coins, you get an emblem of courage. Can I it's... can I say for the
1: listeners, too, he literally just pulled up a, a written list of the things he wants
0: to <laughs> complain about. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty good. But uh, these traveling mini minigame salesman's minigames are just collect 30 blue coins in two minutes. And you have to figure out a route. So it's, like, impossible to do it the first time. Also, um... Water is lethal. I feel like it shouldn't be lethal, Mm -hmm. but there's a level in World 2 where you have to get through a waterfall. By freezing it, your boy Richie coming through in the clutch. um... (laughs) It took me a long time to realize that's what you had to do. Yeah, they don't tell you you need Richie. You think you can just jump through the waterfall, but if you jump into the waterfall, it knocks you down into the water and you die. There is one person
1: around that area, one NPC, who just says, there's an egg corresponding to each element. And
0: that's uh, that's, that's the, hint. the hint. Yeah, that's all you get. It, it, it's annoying, and I wish that you could go in the water, but you can't. And sometimes when you're on the beach, there are enemies right on the edge of the water, and if you go in the water, a little too much death. And it's just really annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the cannons. There are cannons in World 2, and I think there's another level with the cannon. I can't remember which one it is. But the NPC next to the cannon says, you gotta aim a little higher than the flag to hit the flag. And, you know, most video games, if you hit a flag, there's no collision there. So I am aiming at get the flagpole. I overshot the flagpole like 30 times. And I'm like, okay, there's got to be something wrong here that's not me. But no, you have to actually hit the flag, and it, it acts as a wall, and you fall down onto the top of the tank. Mm-hmm. It's, it. I died so many times, and it was so frustrating. And then there's more cannons in that level, too. All to get to the boss, by the way. So this is the boss level before you get to the boss, driving me insane. Well, that's the worst part. You can't just fight the boss. There's always... A five to ten minute platforming section to get to the boss.
1: Yeah, and it's not just some little intro thing. It's a whole level by itself. And then the boss. So if uh, you die during that level or anything, you have to go back and do the whole thing again.
0: Yeah, if you die to the boss five times, you game over. You have to start the whole level over. You have to do the platforming again, and that's kind of another flaw there that I just feel if they got rid of the life system would make this a much better game. I think the life system was, um, a lot of games around that
1: time did that. It was just kind of this holdover from the old school gaming days that they seemingly couldn't let go of. Nintendo,
0: Super Nintendo kind of deal, but, like, Mm -hmm. it just does not work in this game. That's the case with most games from this era. It just does not work. Um, another thing I have on the list here is that when you're doing the race with the king animals, so every animal buddy, there's the king version you have to race in one of these worlds for an emblem of courage. They can trample you. So if you try to cut them off, they run you over and, like, your egg breaks. And <laughs> I don't know if your egg breaks, actually, but it's really annoying because they knock you off your egg. You have to get back. Also, you can't see the flag from the beginning. All you have to guide you is either the arrows or following the animal. And I found that, just like the minigame salesman, you have to know your route before you start, and they don't give you any hints as to what that could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I have the life system as garbage, and that's obviously there. But yeah, the last thing I mean, just if you have patience, these issues are something you can get over because there is a shell of a good game here, and I feel like it has a lot of potential. But in its current state, if you don't have patience, this game's not worth your time.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. If you, I mean, if you're really into older games and you just want something to play, it's good to play. But if if your time is precious, then it might be best. Fine, and I'd say else. you're
0: not missing out on much here. Honestly, if you're if you're just looking for something to kill some time and don't have the patience, just play Mario sixty four. It's a better version of Billy Hatcher without the egg mechanics.
1: I will say, for me, it was it's a weird game, and it was a joy to be able to experience its weirdness. Um, that's it has a lot of charm, and I think the developers of the game perfectly knew how silly the whole thing was. I mean. You're running around in a chicken suit. Pushing um, eggs and killing <laughs> yeah. crows. So it is a good time. The first, I was laughing at some parts near the beginning. It was really funny. To me, though, weirdly, it's almost like the game started taking itself more seriously as you get through the levels.
0: Yes. 100 percent that whole thing where they give you another layer of plot after each elder it's like why are we still doing that (laughs) yeah at first it was funny because it was like
1: oh you know we're just we're in chicken land i guess and like we're just going with whatever happens and it's like oh gotta beat the crows psych there's a king crow (laughs) yeah but then they start getting into the
0: lore and it's like oh oh man there's a whole wiki for this game and i don't (laughs) think that there should be a wiki for this game (laughs) i was looking at it to get the list of the animal names um, but yeah, what you, I know you'd said you wanted. I interrupted you to talk about the thing, the negatives. Let's end oh, yeah, on yeah. the positives here. Um, I, I, as unfair as it was for you,
1: the player, I I loved the combat. It was a lot of fun going mm-hmm. in little circles and killing everything. Oh yeah,
0: I feel a lot of three D platformers, especially from this era, they make the combat feel so separate from the platforming. But in this mm-hmm. game, I feel like they blend together really well and it's they a do. good balance between combat and platforming. Um, the whole rolling an egg mechanic,
1: just the fact that it came out before Katamari, and it controls pretty well, I It feels I like really good, yeah. yeah it, <laughs> I have no complaints about moving around with the egg. The only issue is sometimes if you try to get up a ledge, the egg oh. would get on the ledge, and you wouldn't, and you... Or vice versa. You can't jump as high without the eggs. <laughs> so the egg would just be stuck there. And you have to find another egg to try and get up
0: and get your first I'm egg back. I'm shocked that this wasn't on my list. But there are some sections, especially towards the end, where you want to have your egg big so that you can take out all the big enemies quickly. But there's only one egg in the area. You jump on the ledge. Your egg gets stuck. You have to wait for it to time out mm-hmm. and then wait for it to respawn. And then you can try again. But now your egg's small. And it, I'm surprised I didn't write this down. That drove me absolutely nuts. Yeah. Because it happens more often than it should, where you, your egg is stuck on a ledge and you fall down.
1: Um, another thing I would love to talk about, I guess there wasn't... I'm already done with positive things. I'm ready to move on. Oh, that that was it? Okay, well, there are a couple the, more well, talking so, points. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about how the game looks, You know, the graphics of it. For mm-hmm. a GameCube game, it's all right. The it, it's a lot like Smash Bros, where the quality of the cutscenes are amazing. Like they they even hold up today. Oh, they are pre-rendered cutscenes, and they look phenomenal. It looks like <laughs> yeah. something out of Kingdom Hearts. It looks Hearts like Final and... Fantasy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but then it cuts to the actual game, and you're just this blocky little dude with your egg. It's a chunkier Wind Waker. Um, that's what blows me away is the fact that this. So this game came out in two thousand three. This is the same era as Super Mario Sunshine and Wind Waker, and yet it honestly looks like a Nintendo 64 game.
0: I'd say it looks a little better than
1: Nintendo 64 There's more polygons.
0: Most definitely, but it does look a step below the first-party Nintendo IPs in that sense. But it it looks well enough where some N64 games are almost unplayable with how few polygons there are at times. Mm -hmm. Um, But... This looks good enough to, I'd say, hold up. If it got a remaster, not even a full remake, just a remaster, I think it could look much better than it does. I Obviously. would,
1: you know, even with a remaster, I also think the level design itself, um, it was alright. You know, mm-hmm. I the level design never made me stop and think about it or complain about it. Uh, but it could have been way better than it was.
0: If they relied less on arrows, it would be nice. But with the mm-hmm. way the levels are laid out, they kind of have to do that, and it's it works. It's okay. I never had a gripe with the way the levels were laid out. I just wish you could get a grasp on how nice the areas are at times.
1: Yeah, you never get a good view of the whole thing. It is you're always. To me, it felt like I was in a hallway that was nicely mm-hmm. decorated.
0: Yes, precisely. And it's like, oh, I've been to this part of this hallway before at times. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it crosses over. Yeah. And uh, another thing I want to talk about is when we're talking about N64 games, this really reminded of it me of this. The game has full camera control. It has an L targeting system that is pretty bad. It doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. But if you press L, the camera snaps behind you or to an enemy. And also you have C-stick control. It is just so brutally slow that it may as well not have camera control. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah. So, this is a
1: thing with older games. I see it more with GameCube and N64. But the the way the camera control works is that nowadays, you, you point the stick where you want to look. So if I want to look left, I point the stick left. Before that though, when 3D was new, I think part of it was they had to try and teach people how 3D games work, and so they relied more on the metaphor of a camera. So, like in this game, if you want to look left, you actually have to stick your C stick to the right because you're moving the camera behind him to the right. Yeah, it's
0: inverted camera control. But yeah. with, with what I was saying, the camera is so slow. I felt that if you held the analog stick up and to the right, shout out analog sticks, um, and then you hold the C stick straight to the right, the camera stays in the same position essentially, mm-hmm. where the camera's at a side angle of you. If you want the camera to quickly snap to the side so you're looking forward while you're turning, it's never going to happen. I just found using the L button was much easier, actually. The L button is mostly how I did it. It's a lot like
1: old-school Zelda.
0: Yeah, for small adjustments, the C-Stick does work. But for the big ones, just turn where you want to go and then press the L button. It still functioned. Um, There are a few more things I want to talk about before we wrap this up. We've got a few minutes. There were quite a few blips in the intro. (laughs) But... uh, there are some collectibles in this game. Outside of just the tokens that get you more animal buddies and mm-hmm. Sega characters, there are actual full Game Boy Advance games in here. I don't know if you stumbled across any of this. I read about it. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. They have hidden Game Boy games. I have a list of them written down here. It's Choo Choo Rocket Challenge, which is just Choo Choo Rocket, endless mode, whatever. Uh, you have Night Score Attack, which is a side-scroller where you fly through hoops. It's a high-score-based timer challenge. Billy Hatcher Hyper Shoot, and there's also there's two versions of this one. There's Billy Hatcher Hyper Shoot and Billy Billy Hatcher Hyper Shoot Easy Mode or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a top down, slowed down version of Billy Hatcher. It looks pretty neat. I don't have link cables or anything to play it on, so I just kind of looked at a YouTube video. It's pretty cool. And then there's Poyo Pop, which is just Poyo endless mode, forever.
1: <laughs> the the night score attack where you fly through hoops. Is it like Flappy
0: Bird? No, it's more like. You press the D-pad, which way you want to go, and you go there. (laughs) It's less tap the button, jump. It's just you go through the hoops, and you go through a few laps, try to get a high score. I I didn't really look too deep into that one. I don't understand knights. I just know Sega loved that game for a while.
1: Um, the, The eggs, too, are collectible. There's this whole screen you can go to from the main menu that shows all the eggs you've unlocked. All these eggs, if you hatch it, it'll save that you hatched. Mm-hmm. An egg that looked like that. There's a whole gallery for it. <laughs> yeah, there there
0: must be like a hundred eggs. <laughs> there's like I think, th- let me look this up. There, I think there's genuinely like sixty eggs.
1: The weird thing though, at least for me, and maybe I just didn't play enough, is I think I only ever encountered maybe ten to fifteen different eggs.
0: <laughs> Seventy two. Seventy two eggs. eggs. There are some with power ups that I felt were mostly useless, um, and there were some with animal buddies, and you unlock more over time, of course. Another thing that just reminded me of this is there is a power-up that's only required in one level. I think it's in World... Is that World 2? The Clown Hat or whatever it is? That's World 1. That is World 1. Okay. Oh, there's gosh. a level where there's like, oh, you have to go down the river, but you can't go in the water because you'll die. You have to get the Clown Hat that lets you ride on your egg. You get the Clown Hat. They do not tell you how to do that. I died a few times just pushing yeah. the egg in the water and hoping for the best. All you have to do is just jump onto the egg and you like, you know, circus on a barrel. You're rolling around yeah. on your egg. But, but they don't tell you this.
1: <laughs> they, didn't, they don't say that. Nothing in the rest of the entire game would ever hint that jumping on the egg would do anything. And so unless you look it up or
0: you just get lucky, um, you just got to figure it out on your own. I, I looked it up. I was not about to spend more than five minutes trying to figure out how this worked in the Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg. Um, But another thing is, you know, Sega in the early 2000s, they loved themselves some multiplayer, so they shoehorned it into this game. Um, We actually (laughs) played it a little bit before this very recording just to try it out so we could talk we don't know if we'll
1: upload it though we're um you know we're not let's players so there's a lot of dead air
0: we recorded the footage though and if it's decent i'll put it on the youtube i don't care (laughs) (laughs) the
1: footage definitely should be accompanied here
0: the the multiplayer mode it it's
1: weird how there was no mechanics or anything built for multiplayer they took all of the game mechanics of the single player and they just make it so multiple people can play together and then using that then they make the rules or like different game modes and the
0: rules are pretty dumb i felt there's a hatch challenge where you have to hatch the most eggs but if you kill your opponent you get all their points and it's like you get the x amount of points and you win there's a stock challenge kind of like smash brothers where you got to take away five lives or three lives Indeed. or one life or whatever and that's just kill your opponent with your eggs however you please or your animal buddies or whatever it may be and then there's a time version which also like smash bros you get points for killing, hatching, all that fun stuff. There, it's... none of it is fair. Oh no, it never feels fair. <laughs> like right after we finished recording, Cody said that he feels a good multiplayer experience feels fair to win or lose. This yeah. feels unfair to win and lose.
1: Yeah, uh, you know we were mentioning the combat earlier. How you can just do those tight circles around enemies and keep hitting them. Well, you can do that. <laughs> oh yeah, <in> multiplayer. <laughs> So, like, there are times where me or Russ would get each other, and you just can't do anything because you get hit, and that, circ- that egg is still circling around. Yeah, the so only ways you get up, you're hit again.
0: Yeah, the only ways to get out of that were to have an animal buddy who can get you out of it, or to, if their egg is big enough, you can hatch it yourself <laughs> and then just take their <laughs> egg away. That, that happened fun. a couple of times, and we're like, oh, it's, that's just so inconvenient when you're the one with the egg, but it's so convenient when you're getting hit it it all feels kind of shoehorned in in, though it's kind of last minute i had to guess they're just Mm -hmm. like oh we need multiplayer let them kill each other yeah but i will say they did actually design whole maps for this we only played on the first two because i wiped the memory card on accident whoops um but they designed special boards specifically for the multiplayer i mean they're pretty bare bones and they still have those ledges that your egg's gonna get stuck on that you won't make it up Mm -hmm. so that's annoying But it's a pretty cool experience. I'd say it's worth trying out for five minutes and never playing again. But I could see a (laughs) child from the ages of four to ten really enjoying this and having a good time playing it for three hours with their friends.
1: Yeah, I think it's worth checking out if you're into older games um, just to experience it. Yeah, but I wouldn't
0: say it's a—I mean, it's definitely not a good multiplayer experience.
1: Other games I would recommend in place of Billy Hatcher. Um... Anything? Ba-
0: no, I'm, I'm thinking
1: <laughs> banjo and kazooie. For some reason, I got banjo and kazooie vibes from it.
0: You yeah, know, a lot of
1: collecting, or like
0: the DK64 multiplayer. Yeah. Also,
1: ukulele. Uh, if you haven't played that, I one, have not. That's a really good one. That too. may be something we have to cover in the near future. Oh, that could be one teaser. <laughs> Watch out for ukulele episode twelve. <laughs> um, this game, you mentioned it when we were talking before recording too. There's a lot of it that feels. Mario 64ish. Yes. But it just doesn't
0: quite reach where I think it's trying to go. I mean, it controls well, but I think what makes Mario platformers feel so good, what makes Mario platformers so good is it feels good to just hop into a hub world and just run around. This game, I wouldn't say I just want to hop into any level and just run around. It's more fun trying to achieve those goals. You never sit back and say, ah, "I'm just going to go fight yeah. crows." And there is no hub world to just run around and experience that in either. It's just a menu where you select what world you're going and that same annoying title theme is still playing da 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 da. da, da, da. And the, put in a clip of that. It's <laughs> it's bad. In the controls, I feel
1: like I feel like I could never quite master the controls. I know I, I was only playing it for a week. But I just couldn't get it down, but I don't know if I ever could. Um, There was just the right amount of jankiness to the controls to where it always felt a little bit unpredictable what I was going to do.
0: I'm typing in speedrun.com now. Guess the Mm -hmm. any percent world record for Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg.
1: I'm going to give it something like 20 or
0: 30 minutes. I bet you it's like an hour. I actually know a guy who did speedrun it, and that's actually how I heard of the game. I think it's like an hour and some change, maybe just under. Yeah, an hour and three minutes <laughs> all right open challenge to any of you guys this is a
1: lesser known game i'm sure if you really put some time in you could bring it below an hour and three minutes
0: cosmic holds third place he is a big time mario speedrunner, like 2d mario mario one um beat cosmic i dare you you can't <laughs> not that you want to either because this game is janky and i could not imagine having to speed run through that but i think <laughs> you can master the jank at a certain point
1: There's a lot of room for better times, cause number seven is from two years ago.
0: Yeah, and it's four minutes separated. I mean, the drop off isn't that bad. There are 41 any percent runs of this game. It drops down to an hour and 50 minutes, and that the bottom two are eight and nine years ago. So those are probably obsolete as far as turn in terms of glitches and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Eh, There's another one from eight years ago. Are
1: there any? Do you see any big uh, time differences? between any of these
0: any big jumps it jumps it goes down to 20 like it goes from 103 to 104 to 105 and then that's your top five runs that's 6 7 7 9 10 10 11 12 12 12 12 and then you got a big conglomerate from yeah. 12 to 22 and an
1: hour 12 and an hour 13 seem like the most common ones
0: oh yeah i could not imagine having to speed run this game though i like speed running games it's fun but, oh my god, the jank would just drive me absolutely insane.
1: I like this bit. I feel like any game we do from now on, at the end, we should bring up speedrunning and see and like see what, what the times is. are.
0: I know there are some good glitches for this as well. I think it does clearly... Oh, there's got to be good
1: glitches for a game like this.
0: Yeah, no, I can't even imagine. 100% the world record is an hour and a half faster than... Not an hour and a half, an hour and 15 minutes faster than the next best run. So if you want a nice second place... Try there's, to run 100 percent. Three Hatcher. attempts at 100
1: percent. Right the now, the world
0: record is only five and a half. No, five hours flat. I don't know. Five oh eight. So yeah. If,
1: if, if you were so, if you 100 percent this game and write your time down, you'll automatically be in the top four. Yeah.
0: If you record it in fourth, and you get if you record it, you get fourth place. <laughs> it's that simple. It, it's up it, for the grabs, guys. Yeah. Get 100 percent, Billy Hatcher. You won't. <laughs> <laughs> nobody should i can't say i blame you to the people who speed run this i'm happy for you but i could never there's also an all level speed run which is a little different huh. cool stuff but yeah I, you have any other thoughts to close this one out um not too much more it was
1: overall i had a fun time but like i said i just couldn't beat it i i don't know i have other things to do
0: life is busy (laughs) and also we started playing i started playing on monday i finished it last night luckily Mm -hmm. but yeah it's we're gonna next time we'll have more notice and we're gonna kind of stick the games we've played before and all that fun stuff maybe just dip in for a quick refresher or something like that but this was a great experience i had fun with this game um i yelled a few times it did get me. <laughs> this game did get me to yell, but overall I'd say this is a game worth experiencing. My last thought there. I feel like this is a game Sega should take off its shelves, really look into fixing and re-releasing. Probably not for $60, given the Sonic Heroes, what was it that release for? 40 or 30 I think mm-hmm. if this game re-released on the Nintendo Switch tomorrow for $30, it could do very well if they fixed the life system and the jank.
1: Yeah. I think if they took the concept... And ran with that and made another game. I'd be down for that
0: too. I'd even consider a sequel. It'd be. It could work. It could work. It could work. Just I don't take it too seriously. It's the to the it.
1: core mechanic of rolling the egg around, honestly, I think is really fun. And the silliness of having your guy in a chicken costume being in a chicken world, I think works pretty and great. The chicken god and all the talking chickens. I was having a great time for the first couple of worlds where they really leaned into it. But but yeah, you get halfway through and, and then, then it's they like, start taking it serious. Serious now. <laughs> The crow is going to genocide all of us. Yeah, we got to stop (laughs) Angra and (laughs) Poe.
0: But yeah, that should be it for this week's edition of the Analog Sticks podcast. Thank you guys very much for listening. If you haven't already, like, follow, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. We really appreciate you. Tell your mom about us. Yeah, tell your mom, tell your friends, hit that share button. Except just tell your mom. I don't know. I bet she'll appreciate it. There's a guy who talked about an egg game on YouTube or podcast. Anyways, thank you guys very much for joining us. We really appreciate you. The first episode was received better than we thought, so I hope we can keep that up. Yeah.
1: Thank you for the the two guys in Europe who like listened through the whole thing. Yeah,
0: the analytics said we had a guy in Brussels and Frankfurt. If so, you are that person, mm-hmm. I love you. We are your number one fan. <laughs> That'll do it for this one. We will see you guys next week on the Analog Sticks Podcast. Bye-bye.